Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery, from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts, or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Hi, it's The Reading Bug. Here to tell you that today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks and the new hilarious picture book, Except Antarctica by Todd Sturgill. Please support our sponsor by purchasing Except Antarctica and other Sourcebooks books at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Sourcebooks, changing lives book by book. Hi, reader. Welcome back to Reading Bug Adventures. This podcast is written, performed, and produced by The Reading Bug, our independent bookstore in California. Thank you for your continued support, especially during this past year. Believe it or not, we're still recording our podcast from home instead of in the studio, and we welcome your patience as things begin to return to normal. Please consider continuing to support us by shopping at thereadingbug.com. There, you can choose from millions of books and gifts or find recommendations from our staff or select customized care packages for your loved ones. You can even find books from your favorite Reading Bug Adventures episodes at thereadingbug.com slash adventures. You can also support us by signing up every young reader you know for a perfectly personalized subscription at readingbugbox.com. Every month, the expert booksellers in our store and I handpick the books that are best suited to each reader based on their age, interests, reading level, and customized notes. Every box is unique and magical, helping children discover and grow a lifelong love of reading. Before we get started on our adventure, I have a few people to thank. Thanks first to Resonate Recordings, who does the sound mixing and mastery for every Reading Bug Adventures episode. And thanks also to our sponsors and to all of you for helping us continue to make this podcast. It takes a lot of time to write and record every episode and every song, and we couldn't do it without your help. A big thank you and hello to our newest patrons, Lucas and Gracelyn from Colorado, Emmett and Jay from California, and Ellie from Washington. And a happy birthday to Ryder from Encino. You're part of what makes Reading Bug Adventures podcast possible. To become a patron and support our work, please visit patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Okay, reader, are you ready for another adventure with me and the reading bug? Great! Then let's fly! It's time for a reading bug adventure! It's a reading bug adventure, there's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper, and your imaginations too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Oh, hello! Reading Bug, Spelling Bee, look who's here! It's our reader friend! Thank you so much for joining us! You made it just in time. The Reading Bug was just about to share today's adventure with me. I'm sure it's going to be incredible. I can hardly wait to get started. Yeehaw! Me too! The spelling bee and I raced over here, and I am chomping at the bit for today's adventure together. It's going to be awesome! A-W-E-S-O-N-E. But, uh, Bug? Where are we going? I can't just tell you, Bee. Here's a hint. 
I just finished reading an amazing nonfiction book called Who Was Seabiscuit by James Buckley. Who was Seabiscuit? Reading bug, I don't know. Who was Seabiscuit? Hold your horses, Lauren. Try not to put the cart before the horse. Let's figure out where we're going on today's adventure first. Then I'll fill you in about Seabiscuit. Sure, Reading Bug, of course. Can you tell us the names of some of the other books in your book bag? You got it, dude. I brought a few really great books with me. Sergeant Reckless, The True Story of the Little Horse Who Became a Hero by Iacopo Bruno. This Way, Charlie by Karen Levis. That Book Woman by Heather Hansen. Fritz and the Beautiful Horses by Jan Brett. And Black Beauty by Anna Sewell. Reader, do you have any guesses? I know that at least three of those books are about horses. Sergeant Reckless, Fritz and the Beautiful Horses, and Black Beauty. So, are we going on a horse adventure today? Yes, yes, yes. You guessed it. Great job. We are going on a horse adventure today. I couldn't be more excited. Woo! A horse adventure. Incredible. I love horses. The reading bug... There are horses everywhere. Where will you and your magic book bag be taking us on this horse adventure? Well, that's what Who Was Seabiscuit will help you figure out. You asked me who is Seabiscuit, and the answer is, he's a horse. A horse named S-E-A-B-I-S-C-U-I-T? Seabiscuit. That's right. But Seabiscuit wasn't just any horse. Seabiscuit was born in Lexington, Kentucky. He was born in 1933, and even though he was a thoroughbred horse, he was funny-looking, and the way he walked and ran around looked funny, too. No one thought that Seabiscuit would be a great racehorse, but he overcame all kinds of obstacles to become one of the most famous racehorses of all time. Incredible! But what's a thoroughbred horse? Ooh, ooh, I know! Let me answer. T-H-O-R-O-U-G-H-B-R-E-D. Thoroughbreds are known for their agility speed and spirit, and are often used in horse racing. So, we're going on a racehorse adventure today, then? Are we going to visit Seabiscuit? Well, I'm actually not sure, Lauren. Like the spelling bee said, there are horses everywhere. I read in DK Horses that there are 75 million horses in the world today, and horses have been around for a long, long time. There are also lots of members of the horse family, including zebras, donkeys, and mules. So, there's a lot we could do or see on today's adventure. I haven't quite made up my mind, and with all the different horse books in my book bag, it's not clear where we'll be going. But, Reading Bug, we're about to leave. What do you mean you haven't made up your mind? Modern horses evolved over millions of years, Lauren. There was a horse-like animal called the Hyracotherium that lived 55 million years ago. So, to have a horse adventure, we could go anywhere and any time in the last 55 million years. But I think we should probably go to Kentucky. It's known as the horse capital of the world, after all. What do you think? The horse capital of the world? I think that's a great idea. Me too. I've never been to Kentucky before. Okay, Kentucky it is then. I'm sure that this equestrian adventure will be awesome. Equestrian? Yes, E-Q-U-E-S-T-R-I-A-N. An equestrian is someone involved with horses. You can also use equestrian to describe anything that has to do with horseback riding. I absolutely love horses, so an equestrian adventure sounds incredible. But before we go, I think we should stretch out and get ready for whatever adventure awaits us.
That's a great idea, Lauren. Everybody stand up, unless you're buckled into your car or tucked into your bed, of course, and wiggle your fingers and toes. Are you wiggling? Great! Now, stretch your arms up high over your heads. Perfect! Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, now we're ready to go. Ooh, that felt great, Lauren. You know, equestrians like to stretch before they ride their horses, too. Some people think that equestrians aren't athletes, but they're wrong. Pre-ride stretching helps prepare a rider's muscles for horseback riding and helps to prevent injuries. Well, we definitely want to prevent injuries so we can keep on adventuring together. Right, reader? Oh, and one last thing before we go. Did you remember to bring crayons and paper with you today? With your crayons and paper, you can draw illustrations of all the things we see and do on our adventure. Illustrators draw the pictures in the books that we read, and just like them, you can draw pictures too, to help retell the story of our incredible horse adventure once we return. At the end of today's adventure, we'll take a bit of time to listen to music and draw our illustrations, but you're welcome to stop and draw anytime. Just press pause if you need more time and press play again when you're ready to continue. I can't wait to see all the incredible pictures you draw. If you didn't remember to bring crayons and paper, don't worry, you can get them now. The reading bug, the spelling bee, and I will wait right here for you. Okay, is everyone ready for an equestrian adventure in Kentucky today? Spelling bee, do you want to cast the magical spell for the book bag to take us away? Oh yes, of course. I love spelling, but I love spells even more. Magic book bag take us all to Kentucky to learn about horses and maybe ride one if we're lucky. They're all red racehorses in black, brown, and white. This equestrian adventure is sure to delight. Oh, wow. Look, reader. The reading bug is opening our book bag, and it's growing bigger and bigger. Big enough to fit us all inside. And look inside. I see pictures of treetop mountains, dark and dusty coal mines, race courses filled with cheering crowds, and, of course, lots and lots of horses. Who knew that horses came in so many different shapes and sizes? I see big horses and small ones, race horses, work horses, carriage horses, farm horses, Clydesdale horses, and even miniature horses. There are lots and lots of new words floating around in there, too. Saddlebag, hinny, piebald, onager, pack horse. Okay, is everyone ready to hop inside the book bag with me? Great. Just three hops together and the magic of the book bag along with all of our imaginations, of course. We'll get this adventure started. Ready? One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in. Let's jump inside our book bag. What will we find there? Imaginations run away. What's in our book bag, our trusty book bag? What will we learn about today? It's working. The Reading Bug's book bag is flying higher and higher and higher. See? We're up in the sky, high above our homes and backyards. Thankfully, this trip shouldn't take too long, because Kentucky isn't very far away. But Lauren, look! Your watch is counting backwards. That means we're traveling backwards through time, doesn't it? Oh yes, it does. 
but not too far back in time, it seems. See? It's counting back very slowly. Oh, yeah. And look, I think we're coming in for a landing already. We're floating above a large mountain range and moving quickly towards the ground. We made it. Well, we landed, but we still don't know where or when. I think we're in Kentucky. And I think we traveled back in time at least a little. But you're right, Bee. We won't know anything for sure until we hop out of the bag and take a look around. Are you ready? Great. Then follow me. Where are we, Bug? Shh. Lauren, Rear, Bee. Wherever we are, we're not alone. Look, there's someone just up ahead with a horse tied up to that fence post. And whoever he is, I'm not sure he's friendly. Look at how dirty his clothing is. And a large hat on his head is covering his eyes. And whoever it is has a bandana wrapped around his nose and mouth. That looks like a bandit to me. Let's hide. Good idea, Bee. Over here. Follow me behind the tree. Well, looky here. That's not a boy. It's a girl. Where in tarnation did this book bag come from? I could have sworn it wasn't here before. Oh no, my bag. We left it. This book bag is filled with books. Now that's a fine how-do-you-do. And would you look at that? The books all seem to be about horses, but I've never heard of them. Magic Tree House Stallions by Starlight, The Smallest Horse by Lori List, and My Pony by Susan Jeffers. Nope, never heard of them. Oh, but I do see my all-time favorite horse book, Black Beauty by Anna Swell, and Smoke and the Cow Horse by Will James. What a treat. I'll be taking these with me sure as shooting. Taking them? But we can't let her take my bag. Ooh, I can't believe it. But there's also copies of two new books I've been hearing about. National Velvet by Anid Backwell and Billy and Blaze by Clarence William Anderson. These must be the very first copies to make it all the way to Eastern Kane Tuck. I can't wait to give them a read. We need to stop her. Okay, okay. Um... Excuse me? I'm afraid that bag belongs to us. Oh, oh, you startled me. I didn't see all there. Are these all your books? I didn't mean to take them from you, but I... Can I borrow a few to read? Oh, you're not a bandit, are you? (laughs) Oh, no. I just wear this scarf to keep the dust out of my nose and mouth when I ride. Oh, well, in that case, I'm sure we could lend you a book or two. What do you think, Reading Bug? Of course. I love sharing a good book with someone who hasn't read it yet, but we will need the book bag back. My name is Lauren, and this here is the reading bug and our reader friend. And we've got the spelling bee here, too. Howdy! The books in the book bag belong to the reading bug. (laughs) A ladybug named the reading bug? You know, that's what my mama calls me. My given name, though, is Dorothy Porter Jones. My mama named me after Dorothy D. Porter, She's the first black woman to ever earn a master's degree in library science, don't you know? But everyone in Paintsville just calls me Dottie, and you can too. Well, we're all very pleased to meet you, Dottie. As you can see, I have a few dots myself. Maybe people should call me Dottie too. (laughs) Boy, howdy. I thought I might be losing my marbles, but sure enough, these bugs here are talking, aren't they? Oh yes, Dottie. The reading bug doesn't just talk. She's a great reader as well. And the spelling bee talks, too. Like you heard. A loquacious logophile. A what? Loquacious. 
L-O-Q-U-A-C-I-O-U-S. That means talkative. And L-O-G-O-P-H-I-L-E. Logophile. It's someone who loves words. In other words, I'm a chatty word nerd. You got that right, Spelling Bee. And where do y'all get these books? Some I haven't even heard of before, and I read plenty. Well, the Reading Bugs book bag is magical. It can take us to any place and any time when the Reading Bug puts the books she's been reading into the book bag. This sounds like the beginning of a great story. Can you tell me more? I sure can try. Reading Bug, Spelling Bee, Reader, help me out. Once upon a time, there was a ladybug who loved to read. She read all kinds of books, mysteries, biographies, and history. She wished for a bag to carry her books wherever she'd go. But instead of a bag, she got a small seed that started to grow. What kind of a book bag grows from a seed that is planted? That's easy, a magic one, a bag that's enchanted. And that's how it all started, Dottie. Now you know how the Reading Bug Adventures began long ago. Her book bag's magic's still strong, but it only survives when her books and our imaginations keep it alive. Incredible. Tell me more. I'm afraid I can't tell you any more, Dottie, because, you see, the story of our equestrian adventure with you has just begun. Oh, I do love a good story, and that one's the makings of a mighty fine one. Thank you. And I have a feeling it's going to get even better now that we've met you. Today, we asked the book bag to take us to Kentucky. Is that where we are now? Oh, yes, ma'am. You landed in Paintsville, a tiny town tucked in the Appalachian Mountains of eastern Kentucky. I take it from the way y'all talk, you're not from around here. <laughs> no, we sure aren't. Dottie. You said that National Velvet and Billy and Blaze were new books, but they were published back in 1935 and 1936. What year have we landed in? Why, it's 1937, of course. Reader, that's nearly 100 years ago. What now? Um, never mind. I am afraid you'll be disappointed if you came here looking for adventure, though. There ain't much of adventure or excitement up here in Paintsville. Most of us folk are poor as dirt. Lauren... I read in Downcut Shin Creek that 1937 was during the Great Depression. Many people all over the world, but especially in the United States, lost their jobs, their homes, and their businesses during the Great Depression. It wasn't called the Great Depression because things were great, but because it was such a huge disaster. That's the ding-dong truth. When Franklin Roosevelt was elected president in 1932, one quarter of all American workers were unemployed, and many had no home. So they roamed all around the country looking for food and work. Eastern Kentucky was really hit hard because the Kentucky Mountain families were poor, even before the Depression. There was less need for coal during the Depression because so many factories and businesses shut down. So thousands of coal workers who lived in the mountains, around where we are now, couldn't find any work and couldn't make any money for themselves or their family. Many families had to survive by eating the vegetables in their gardens, the fish they caught, and the wild animals they were able to hunt. Most of the mountain men here are coal miners, but... And there's nary any work for them these days. That means that there's precious little in the pot for dinner most days. President Roosevelt promised to make life better for Americans with a New Deal. And as soon as he took office, he started working to create jobs for all the people who needed work. That's right, Bug. And truth is, my mama has one of the jobs that President Roosevelt's New Deal created. But, Reading Bug, I wonder why the book bag brought us back in time to Paintsville. Dottie... We thought we were going on a horse adventure today, a trip to see some of the horses that lived in Kentucky. But I don't see any horses here. 
I was hoping we might see the Kentucky Derby or, or travel to Lexington, Kentucky, where Seabiscuit was born. Oh, I've heard tell about the Kentucky Derby over there in Louisville, but you're a far cry from Louisville, I'm afraid. Lexington is a little closer to Paintsville, but it would take you days to travel there, even if you could find a motor car. But I've got some good news for you. You don't need to go that far. We got some thoroughbred horses right here in Paintsville. You do? That's right. We got a pack horse library and a whole team of thoroughbreds. Pack horse? P-A-C-K-H-O-R-S-E? That's a horse that's used to carry things, right? That's right, B. And our pack horses carry books, magazines, newspapers, and scrapbooks. Horses that carry books? What for? Mama told me that President Roosevelt started the Pack Horse Libraries to help get books to mountain people in Kaintuck. Kaintuck may be best known for its thoroughbred racehorses, but nary a one of them is as valuable as the pack horses that carry saddlebags filled with books to the mountain people here. What makes the pack horses so valuable, Dottie? Books aren't that expensive. Oh, these pack horses don't just carry books in their saddlebags, Lauren. They carry hopes and dreams to every mountain family. Dreams? I don't understand. It's hard to explain, Lauren, but before the pack horse book ladies started bringing books to the mountain folk, most families had nary a single book, and the schools weren't much better than that. Life was drab and gray out there, full of hard work and not much play, but now, every two weeks, everybody on the mountain that wants them, colored or white, gets a delivery of books that teach them about what's happened all over the world, And those books let us imagine what it would be like to be somewhere other than here. I've been reading poetry books lately and was even inspired to write a poem about what the Pack Horse Library has meant to me. Would you like to read it? Oh, yes, Dottie. I would love to. All right. I don't usually share my writing, especially not with strangers, but y'all seem like good folk with an appreciation for literature. So here you go. Thank you, Dottie. Look, reader. Dottie has beautiful handwriting, and she's written a poem in the small book. Let me read it to you. Times are hard across the land. There's nary a penny to spare. Families work hard, but every night our pantries still are bare. There's little food for the youngins and even less for the mare. But our parents keep on keeping on. There's no time to despair. It can be lonely and quiet here in the hills. Especially in winter with snow and the chills But I'm never alone, I think you'll agree If there's a book by my side that I can read I've never left town, but here in my head I've been round the world in the books I have read The book ladies ride into town, bringing news of the world to moms and to dads and to boys and to girls. Poplar Mechanics is Paws Magazine, chock full of pictures of modern machines. And Ladies' Journal is Ma's favorite read, with recipes for homes living on a shoestring. It can be lonely and quiet here in the hills, especially in winter with snow and the chills. But I'm never alone, I think you'll agree. There's a book by my side that I can read. I've never left town, but here in my head, I've been round the world in the books I have read. 
And me? Oh, I love the stories that take me away from the hills of Kentuck to the Chesapeake Bay. Or fly me across the sky in a hot air balloon, crossing the sea to explore Cameroon. It can be lonely and quiet here in the hills, especially in winter with snow and the chills. But I'm never alone, I think you'll agree. If there's a book by my side that I can read, I've never left town, but here in my head, I've been round the world in the books I have read. Wow, Dottie, what a beautiful poem. Yeah. It sounds like the book ladies are as precious as the horses that they ride, bringing books and dreams to everyone in the mountains. Ain't that the truth? I read in Downcut Shin Creek that President Roosevelt started the Works Progress Administration in 1935 to get people back on their feet, and that one of the WPA's most successful programs was the Pack Horse Library Project of Eastern Kentucky. He created the program to provide books to the poor people in the Kentucky mountains. The WPA hired people but mostly women to ride horses or mules up rocky creek beds and along muddy paths to take books and magazines to the poorest and most remote schools and homes in the mountains. Wait, Dottie, you said your mother got a job through one of President Roosevelt's programs. Is she one of the book ladies? No, ma'am, uh-uh. My mama couldn't get a job as a book lady because she's a colored woman, like me. A colored woman? Do you mean that your mama is a black American? I never heard anyone refer to us as black Americans, so I guess that's what we are. Mostly people out here call us colored. Colored people can't get jobs in white schools or libraries. We can't even go to the same schools or libraries as white folk either, all because of segregation. I don't like that word. S-E-G-R-E-G-A-T-I-O-N. Segregation is a system that keeps different groups separated from each other. Even though the Pack Horse Library book ladies take books to both white schools and colored schools, my mama couldn't get a job as a book lady because of segregation. But she does work in the Pack Horse Library, a job she only got because they needed her. They needed your mother? For what? See, my mama's from Louisville. That's where she met my pa, who had moved there from Paintsville to work at the Ford Motor Company factory. Mama worked for the Louisville Western Branch Library, which was the first public library in the whole country to serve and be operated by colored people. When it opened back in 1905, all the other public libraries in the United States were closed to colored folks like us. Mama loved her job and she was good at it too, but she gave it up and moved back to Paintsville when my pa was injured in an accident at work. Mama has more experience working in libraries than all of the white book ladies put together. So while they ride their horses up in the mountains to pick up the delivered books, Mama and I work alone in the back room of the post office, receiving books that have been donated by people all over the country, cataloging them and keeping them mended and clean as much as we can. When the books wear out, we take them apart and paste some stories and pictures and binders so people can still read them. Reading bug, spelling bee, reader. It looks like we're on an adventure filled with horses and books today. Dottie, we'd love to learn more about the Pack Horse Library. 
Do you think you could take us on a tour of the library and introduce us to the book ladies and the pack horses that carry the books? There's not really a library, I'm afraid. Uh, at least not one that's open to the public. We just have a room where we receive, store, and repair the books that the book ladies take with them. Normally, I'd love to show you around, but I, I can't take the time today. I'm in a hurry. I was just about to head out to search for Ms. Audrey. Miss Audrey? Who's Miss Audrey and what happened to her? Well, it's been raining real hard, making book deliveries even more dangerous than usual. And one of the book ladies, Ms. Audrey, didn't make it back to Paintsville last night. Mama knows I'm a good writer, so she sent me out to go looking for her today on my pony. Mary Legs here. Dottie, did you name your pony after Black Beauty's stablemate? Why, yes, I sure did. Black Beauty is my favorite book. And I just loved her dapple gray pony friend named Mary Legs. As you can see, my Mary Legs is a little different than the one in the book. She's a tall, lean thoroughbred, not a pony. And she's a piebald, not a dappled gray. But she's gentle and good-natured, just like the pony in Black Beauty. Aren't you, Mary? <laughs> piebald? That sounds like a dessert, not a horse. P-I-E-B-A-L-D. A piebald horse has large, irregular patches of black and white on its coat, while a dappled gray has a color pattern of dark rings sprinkled all over a gray coat. That's right. Well... It sure has been nice talking to y'all, but Mary Legs and I need to get on our way. I'm afraid Miss Audrey won't make it through another night if we don't find her today. Why don't we go with you, Dottie? Surely the more people we have searching for Miss Audrey, the better, right? I don't know. It's pretty dangerous in these hills. You sure you're up for it? How dangerous? I'm not afraid of wild critters, but there's plenty of them. Thankfully, there haven't been any bear sightings in eastern Kaintuck for years, the only thing that scares me a little are a few of the mountain men. Most of them are fine and dandy, but there are a few mean ones up there, truth be told. Lauren, reader, B, don't you think that we should go with Dottie? She may need a few extra hands and wings to help her find Miss Audrey. I agree. Dottie, we're coming with you. Let's find Miss Audrey together. That's mighty kind of you. Okay, here, we've got two more horses hitched here that you can borrow. Let's saddle up and get moving. We don't got much time to spare. Uh-oh. I think I see Henny Penny running down the path towards us. Who is Henny Penny? Uh, Henny Penny is Miss Audrey's Henny. What in the world is a Henny? <gasps> Ooh, I know. H-I-N-N-Y. A Henny is a female mule, and the mule is a child of a horse and a donkey. But isn't it good news that Henny Penny is back? That means Miss Audrey has made it back home to Paintsville. Well, it would be good news if Miss Audrey was sitting atop Henny, but she's not. Well, hello there, Henny. Good to see you, but you're looking pretty beat up and all covered with mud. And where is Ms. Audrey? Do you think you could take us to her? Looky here. Henny Penny is heading back up the trail and she's looking back at us. I think she wants us to saddle up and follow her. But we better be quick before Henny gets too far ahead of us. I'll go saddle up Mary Legs and my mama's horse, Skip, for you and Reader. Wait right here and I'll be back in a jiffy. While Dottie saddles up her horses, why don't we take a little break from our equestrian adventure? I'll play some music, and we can draw pictures of everything we've seen and done so far. Great idea, Lauren. Riding into the Appalachian Mountains is going to be difficult work. The pack horse librarians were skilled horseback riders and, and adventurers, so we're going to need to be prepared for anything. 
Reader, what do you think could have happened to Miss Audrey? Could she be stuck somewhere waiting for help? Is she injured? Or maybe she's just visiting a friend waiting for the muddy hills to dry a little. I think I'm going to draw a picture of Dottie riding Mary Legs and rescuing Miss Audrey. That's a wonderful thing to draw, Spelling Bee. What do you think you'll draw, Reader? Whatever you draw, I'm sure it will be amazing. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. Build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Thank you for joining us on our equestrian adventure today. Please hurry back so we can help Dottie find Miss Audrey. Remember, the people here count on Miss Audrey and the other Packhorse librarians to deliver books and dreams right to their doorsteps, so we've got to help find her. In the meantime, if you want to read more about horses or the Packhorse librarians, you can find a list of all the books in the Reading Bug's book bag at thereadingbug.com equestrian. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to see you next time. Bye-bye. It's a reading bug adventure, there's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper, and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks and their funny new picture book, Except Antarctica, by Todd Sturgill. <laughs> That's a really big laugh, Reading Bug. What's so funny? <laughs> oh, Lauren, hi. Do you remember when we went on an adventure to Antarctica together? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and remember how cold it was and how hard it was to adapt? <laughs> I sure do, but I didn't think it was that funny, Reading Bug. No, it wasn't. But this book, called Except Antarctica by Todd Sturgill, is. It's hilarious. Animal facts have all been turned completely upside down, and animals like turtles and owls insist on going to Antarctica, even though we all know that's not the right place for them. (laughs) Oh, it's so, so funny. The animals just won't listen to the narrator of the story. It does sound like a funny book, Reading Bug. (laughs) It is. Trust me. You have to read it. And so do you, reader. You can purchase source books, except Antarctica by Todd Sturgill, at thereadingbug.com. Available beginning July 6, 2021. Or pick it up at your local independent bookstore. Sourcebooks, changing lives book by book. Thanks so much to Sourcebooks for their ongoing support. And thanks to all of our individual sponsors. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. Music was by me and Joe Murphy. This episode was performed by me, Chloe, and Riley Savage, and by Camille Everhart and Chesney Evert. Sound mixing and mastery is by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you.
Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got the cure. Three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. <laughs> New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Ooh. 